1: Thank you for joining us. Just as God created the earth, he created heaven. We already know how majestic the earth is because God allowed us to see it. Even with all of its problems, because of sin, the breathtaking beauty of earth is undeniable. In our finite minds, we cannot imagine the splendor of heaven, even though we know it exists. As Pastor Rander speaks to us today on the magnificence of heaven, have your Bible pen and paper handy as you will want to record what awaits the children of God when we get there.
2: New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God In other words, heaven is a real place and its location is up Its location is above How do you know that? Galatians 4.26a says "But, But the Jerusalem above is free in the book of Acts chapter 1, verses 10 through 11, it says, And while they looked steadfastly toward heaven, as Jesus went up, behold, two men stood by them in white apparel, who also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand gazing up, up, heaven's up, gazing up into heaven? This same Jesus who was taken, what, up from you into heaven will so come in like manner as you saw him go into heaven. So when you're going through challenging time, times, don't look down. Look up. <laughs> the Lord Jesus, who is the bridegroom, will present his beautiful, beautifully adorned wife, the church, to her new home, the holy city. The new home, the new Jerusalem, which will come down out of heaven from God and transition to earth. You say, what is God doing? What is God doing now? He's preparing a place for you. For my Bible says in John 14, 2 and 3, in my father's house. Or many mansions, if it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am there, you may be also. God, who's God, who is the perfect bridegroom, is taking care of his responsibilities for his bride, the church, and he's preparing a beautiful place for us. The church of the living God. In Revelation 19.7 it says let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory for the marriage of the lamb. Who is the lamb? Jesus Christ has come and his wife. See the church is his wife. And his what? And his what? Wife has made herself ready. Who's the wife? Us. And what what ought we be doing? Getting ready for the bridegroom. That's right. How do you get ready? By living right. How do you get ready? By repenting. How do you get ready? By by trusting Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. How do you get ready? By pleading the blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse all of the spiritual uh, sin and debris that has got on your life. That's how you get ready. We ought to be getting ready for Him as He's getting ready for us. Isn't that wonderful? a beautiful picture. We ought to be getting, listen, if you walk around here mad, mad as hell and mouth poked out, looking like you've been baptized in lemon juice, you can't show no teeth, can't show false teeth, you're not ready. You walk around here with hell in you, walking around here with a chip on your shoulder, can't nobody tell you nothing, you're mean, you look like you've been baptized in lemon juice, you're not ready. You cussing and huffing and homongering and and sleeping around with somebody that's not your wife. You're not ready. You're lying, you're cheating, you're stealing. You're not ready. It's time to get ready for a holy God who wants to receive his church. In heaven, we will not have marriages as we have now on earth. (gasps) I will not be married to my wife or my husband. Ooh, get nervous. Don't get nervous. Matthew 22:30 says, For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels of God in heaven. In other words, the, the, the relationship that we have with our husbands and wives, now the dynamics of that relationship will be changed. We'll no longer be married to each other. We'll all be married to Jesus. God Almighty. Jesus Christ. The Lamb of God. Will marry his bride in heaven. Who is the church. And the church of the living God. Will become the wife of Christ. Wow. The bride becomes the wife. What makes heaven so wonderful. Incredible. Incomprehensible. Incomprehensible. Number three, heaven is a place where God will live in the midst of his people. Heaven is a place where God will live in the midst of his people. Where is it? In verse three, the text will speak to you. In verse three, and I heard a loud voice. Voice from heaven saying, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. What is that saying? In the first advent, the first coming of Christ, God became man in the virgin birth. Because it says in the gospel of John chapter 1 verse 14, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the father, full of grace and truth. You see, when Christ's work on earth was finished, he went back to heaven to take his seat at the right hand of the father. You see how exciting it is to know that in this verse, verse three, Jesus Christ, who is both God and man, will actually live in his physical glorified body right in the midst of his people in heaven forever. Forever we will live with God. He will be with us and we will be with him. In other words, you'll be able to touch him. You'll be able to handle him. You'll be able to enjoy him in a way that you can't even describe now. The greatest blessing in heaven, my friend, is not walking on the streets of gold. i say that for later. Now, now, if you don't ever get gold, don't worry about it, because when you get to heaven, you're going to walk on that stuff. Don't worry about gold and the value of it. That's just, the gold will be paved on streets. You see, the goal of heaven is not seeing and visiting the saints of all the ages. Oh, Mahalia Jackson will be there. And, and over here you think about John Wesley and you think about great, you know, you, you, all the kinfolk over there and all of that. But 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 that's Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. Oh, that's great and we want to see them but, but that's not the main thing of heaven, the main purpose of heaven. The main purpose of heaven is not eating from The fruit From the fruit of the trees Which possess leaves that are good For the healing of nations Now I want to eat off that tree Because you don't have to worry about gaining calories You don't have to worry worry about exercising anymore You don't have to worry about losing or gaining weight in heaven Amen You can just eat for sheer contentment What makes heaven so spectacular And so wonderful Is that God will be right In the midst of his people Y'all that's heaven And our relationship with God, which began at conversion, will be at its zenith because we will have unhindered fellowship with God himself. We'll have relationship with him without the worldly distractions. We will have relationship with him without sin. Uh, We will have relationship with him without temptation. Just imagine, we will be able to fellowship, converse, talk, and laugh with God face to face it be like to just get tickled with God (laughs) so heaven is a place where God will be and we will be there and we will enjoy unhindered relationship and fellowship with each other what makes heaven heaven fourthly heaven is so blissful because it is a place where God will wipe every tear from the eyes of his children God will wipe every tear from the eyes of his children. In verse 4, and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Heaven gets better, y'all. It is difficult to comprehend a place without tears. Mothers have wept over their children. Wept over their marriages. Wept over pain. Mothers have grieved. Fathers have grief. We've all experienced sorrow. And we've all had pain. And we've all experienced death because, because it is what we experience all the days of our lives on earth. But it is absolutely incomprehensible to think that there will be absolutely nothing to grieve our hearts in heaven. Nothing. Nothing to cause us to sorrow. No more hurricanes. No more tornadoes. No more earthquakes. No more floods. No more fires. No more droughts. No more emotional or physical pain. Now that's heaven. No more abuse. No more suffering. No more disappointment. No more division. No more fussing. No more arguing. No more cussing. No more drugs. No more hate. That's heaven, y'all. No more bitterness, no more burdens, no more heartaches. That's heaven, mothers. No more trials, no more tribulation, no more sickness, no more disease. That's heaven, mothers. There will be no need for doctors, no need for nurses, no need for hospitals. We will have a brand new glorified body that will be like our Lord's body in his post-resurrection appearances uh, which will be absolutely free of any physical infirmities. You will never hurt again. Never have arthritis again, huh? Never, never take another shot. Never have to take blood pressure pills. Never have to check your blood pressure. That's that's heaven.
1: It is impossible to imagine life on Earth without problems. In fact, life on Earth compels us to prepare for them because we know they will come. God's Word tells us so. However, if we endure to the end of our lives on earth through the application of and obedience to His Word, we will be free of the trials and tribulations of this life and rewarded with eternal life with our Lord and Savior. The former things shall be no more, nor will we remember them. Listen as God uses Pastor Rand to share this inexplicable truth. There will be no
2: more aging. Wow, that's heaven. Stop. Don't worry. Stop using the anti-aging cream because you aging with the money you paid for it. You could have put that in the offering bag. You, you Reduce wrinkles. That's a lie from hell. You, that's a lie straight from hell. You're not gonna, nothing can reduce those wrinkles. They're going to keep up. You can go and get liposuctions. You can suck it up, punch it out, beat it up. Suck it out and all that, it's going to still drop. <laughs> because we are aging in this world. I ain't aging. Look at, look at yourself 20 years ago and get out your denial. <laughs> You're dying. No more dying. No more death. Many, many of you have lost had your parents to go home to be with the Lord. No more dying parents. Some of you have lost, have seen your children go home early in life. No more death of children. And how sweet it is to know that death itself will be done away with. There will be no more memorial or graveside services. No more funeral possessions. No more cemeteries. Funeral homes will be a thing of the past. How wonderful it is to know that the former things have passed away. Beloved, just this alone should make you homesick for heaven. Isaiah 25, 8 says, He will swallow up death forever and the Lord will wipe away tears from all faces. Underline that. All faces. There will not be a face in heaven that will have a tear streaming down. The rebuke of his people will... Uh, uh, He will take away from all earth for the Lord has spoken. 1 Corinthians 15, 54 says, so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality, then shall be brought to pass the same that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. Former things have passed away. Number five, what makes heaven heaven? I'm almost done. Heaven is a place where the very person and words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. Heaven is a place where the very person and words of Christ are eternally true and faithful. In verse five, it says, then he. Who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. You see, you keep hearing that thing, all things new. And he said to me, write for these things are true and faithful. In other words, whatever God says will happen, will happen. First Thessalonians 5, 24 says, he who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. You can take it to the bank. When God says something, it's forever settled. Which means every promise that God spoke has been fulfilled in heaven, and heaven will be a place without broken promises. Heaven will be a place without deceptions. Heaven will be a place without any more schemes, no more lies. Every word, listen to this, this is what makes heaven heaven. Every word spoken by God and his people is absolutely pure and absolutely undefiled. All conversations are perfectly healthy wholesome, and without ill motives. Now, y'all, that's heaven. Can you Can you come? I think, think about that. Never a wrong word again. Never a, never a lie. Never deception. Never scheme. All done away. Perfect relationships. Numbers 23, 19 says, God is not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should repent. Has he said, and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will he not make it good? God makes good his words, my friend. Number six, what makes heaven heaven? Heaven is a place of spiritual blessings, refreshment, and satisfaction. Heaven is a place of spiritual blessing, refreshment, and satisfaction. In verse six, it says, and he said to me, it is done. I am the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. When God refers to himself as the the Alpha and Omega, these are the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And he is saying that he is the beginning and he is the end. He started this business and he will wrap up human history. He is the first and the last. When Jesus says in this text, in this verse, it is done, it means that the salvation of God's saints and the destruction of God's enemies are both completed. Salvation of saints and the destruction of his enemies are all completed. When everybody that is to be saved is saved. And when God has done away with all the enemies, Satan, devils, demons, the wicked and all of this stuff, when all is said and done, as the Alpha and Omega, God says, it's done. I'm through. And it's finished. Yeah. I do In other words, Revelation 22, 13 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. In other words, there will be no need to look in the future in heaven. Because what was prophesied about the future has now come. Heaven is a place where we carry out our God-given assignments and enjoy our spiritual blessings and refreshments there. Saints will only thirst for the things of God and will find total satisfaction in Christ as we experience the fullness of God's presence, the fullness of God's glory, and the abundant life. In other words... Our being with Christ, listen to this, in other words, our being with Christ will be so completely fulfilling that it will eclipse every desire you ever had in this former of life. Now that's a big talk, think about that. What makes you feel good now? Is it that last second shot to win the, the basketball game and you screaming and hollering at the TV? What makes you feel good? A hole in one? What makes you feel good? That new dress? New (laughs) hairdo? What makes you feel good? Winning the trophy? Winning the game? Or achieving status in this world system? That new job? That raise? What makes you feel good? Whatever makes you feel good now will be eclipsed. By being with Jesus in heaven, nothing that's fulfilling now can surpass the satisfaction and fulfillment of being with Jesus. You say that's why there's no football in heaven. You say, "Oh shucks, no basketball in heaven." You got to realize God created man, who created these things. We'll be with the Author of it all, folks. Why don't you say, "But don't get depressed." You don't understand now. (laughs) Y'all got cold on that one. (laughs) Matthew 5, 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be filled. Righteousness everywhere. Number seven, heaven is a place where we receive our inheritance from God. Heaven is a place where we receive our inheritance from God. Verse seven: He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. In other words, we're his children because we have overcome the world, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. Because we've overcome, when we get to heaven, sin, death, and even the devil are all overcome. Because we are, we have been made. Because we have been made victorious by the Lamb of God, we can rejoice. With the king in heaven. 1 John 5, 4 and 5 says. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that has overcome the world. Our faith. Who is he who overcomes the world? But he who believes that Jesus is the son of God. We have victory in Christ. And we shall live and reign with him in heaven. Revelation 2, 7 says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give to eat from the tree of life, which is in the midst of the paradise of God. As overcomers, we experience victory over sin, temptation, trials, because our faithfulness and loyalty will be only to Christ. And because we are children of God, we will inherit and enjoy his possessions forever Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17 says the spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God and if children then heirs heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if indeed we suffer with him that we may also be glorified with him in closing everybody talking about heaven ain't going there You got people in Hollywood talking about heaven. (laughs) You got politicians talking about heaven. You talk about folk that do all kind of evil in this world. I'm going to heaven. They fooling themselves. Everybody talking about heaven ain't going there. There's a song written about that. The only way any of us can get into heaven is through receiving Jesus Christ alone as our personal Savior. And if you don't have Christ, I want to serve notice on you. You ain't going to heaven. As a matter of fact, your bust here wide open. Break. Only those who trust in Jesus Christ alone, who've place their faith, hope, and trust in him, who believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, who believe that Jesus Christ alone is able to save from the guttermost to the uttermost, he is the one, she is the one who is going to occupy heaven. <sighs> After salvation, living in obedience to his holy word. Is a sure sign that you are genuinely saved And on your way to heaven Don't just confess the fact that you say Well I confess God and I made a little cross I wore a cross around my neck And that qualifies me for heaven I wear a little, I have a little bumper sticker on my car that says honk if you love Jesus And that qualifies you for heaven I got a Christian t-shirt on And that qualifies you for heaven That t-shirt don't put you into heaven That bumper sticker don't put you into heaven Only Jesus qualifies you for The kingdom of God is not about talk But rather living a life that is brought into conformity To the word of God Beloved, these are the ones that are going to heaven In other words This message ought to make you home safe for heaven How many you want to go to heaven after hearing all that? How many you really want to go to heaven? Now if you heard I don't want to go to heaven You got a real problem But I want to say something as I conclude That you preempt God's plan, don't you dare preempt God's plan for your life of service on earth by committing the terrible act of suicide because you want to bypass the struggles of this world to get to heaven. Huh? Suicide is a satanic deception. God orchestrated your first breath. And he will orchestrate your last. And you are called right now to occupy, to shine for Jesus, to be a witness for Jesus, to lead folk to Jesus, and be heavenly minded because you're pressing home. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for wholeness And not for evil To give you Our hope And a future And all God's children say
1: God is real When we accept him as our Lord and Savior The indwelling Holy Spirit Becomes alive in us And as indescribably good as that is The best is yet to come in heaven, God himself will live among his children. No more problems, no more pain, no more preparing for the worst, because the worst will no longer exist, nor will we remember that it ever did. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching by Pastor Rander, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located in Palm, Verse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683.